0: Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is a podcast about minimalism. Sort of. It's a podcast about how living with less stuff and less distractions can help us focus on what's most important. So what you'll find here? Of course, we will talk to cluttering and living with less, but we'll also talk about the important things in life and how to approach them intentionally. We'll approach topics of motherhood, home life, relationships, work, our health, and the important things in general that fill up our days. And what you won't find here, a perfectionist version of minimalism. I'm a mom, a full-time teacher, and a podcaster, and I've found the version of minimalism that you may find on Instagram or Pinterest to be unattainable. We aren't minimalism purists here. We're simply focused on living with less in a way that's realistic to us. It's a version of minimalism I personally like to call minimal-ish. The goal is not living with less for the sake of less here or to make sure our homes make us look like a minimalist. The goal is living with less in a realistic way so that we can have more time and space and energy to focus on what matters most. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and today we are going to talk about a place that clutter tends to gather so where does clutter tend to gather for you for us it was for a long time an unfinished room that i can now say has been clutter free since it's been finished and that is my office i kind of share it with my baby it has a crib in it but it is a finished space it feels minimal and spacious and uncluttered but for a long time it was the room that we shoved stuff in especially while i was pregnant and did not have much energy to deal with clutter. Another place for me that clutter tends to gather is a place that nobody tends to see when they come in my house, and that is the closets. The thing is, I realized that my closets were stressing me out, and that's because I can see them even though other people don't typically see them. So when I open them and they are cluttered and I can't find what I need, They drive me crazy. Not only that, but stuff goes hiding in them. So that's, I think, the worst part of closets that gather clutter. We lose things in them. So today we're gonna talk about closets, we're gonna talk about decluttering them, and how to make sure that they stay that way. A quick note before we start. Maybe you don't have very cluttered closets, or maybe you just don't have a lot of closet and storage space in your home but maybe you have other clutter that you need to tackle. Most of this episode can apply to any room in the house, so it's a nice companion to listen to in the background as you do declutter pretty much anything, because this episode really is going to be just kind of light decluttering 101, and we're gonna focus in on the closets, but it's nothing revolutionary, I just hope that you'll kind of put this on in the background, tackle a space in your home as you listen, and maybe you'll take a few tips away from this episode that will help you let go of some things. So let's dive in. Closets have been my theme in life lately when it comes to my home and decluttering, and that's because we have a lot of closets in our home. And I am very grateful for that because, I mean, this home is great for storage. It's not a huge home, but it does have a lot of storage space. We have a lot of closets in our home, and a lot of them are or were unorganized, and we had one that was constantly filled with stuff that we just needed to get out of the way. It's not quite a large walk-in closet. It's a smaller walk-in size closet, but it has enough space to be able to like pile stuff in there if you need to. And it also has an additional like storage cubby that is kind of like a crawl space in the back of it so we were constantly just shoving things into that closet then we couldn't even access the back storage space another closet was full of random linens and a couple of boxes that we haven't touched since we moved in and one was a craft closet that wasn't working out very well It was mostly the way I was storing things, but it was not functional for my daughter, and so we were struggling with that closet. Everything would just spill out into the hallway, and it was just a mess. So we also have a pantry and a kitchen storage closet, so kind of like a second pantry. I use it for things like my air fryer and like food storage containers, things like that. then we have a linen closet in one of our bathrooms and two closets in our master bathroom and then a closet in each of our other bedrooms. So like I said, a good amount of closets for a smaller three-bedroom home. But also, I am not the best closet person. And what I mean by that is when things are out of sight, it's out of mind for me. I'm not super organized. So closets for me, I just kind of shove things in them. And I think to myself, like, who cares what this looks like? Nobody's seeing it but me. But what I realized is, while it doesn't have to look beautiful or perfectly, like, the home edit style organized, a functional closet and at least a semi-organized closet is very much a helpful thing, and it brings me peace, and it makes me feel less stressed. So this summer, I have been tackling the closets. And we still have many more to go, but I have tackled our pantry, our craft closet, and then the other closet that, has, that was our craft closet. So I moved the craft closet into a different closet. But I'm not really here to tell you about my closets. I just wanted to kind of give you a rundown of what the issue is with closets for me and why they've been such a focus in my summer in my decluttering projects. So if you have the same problem as me, Maybe you have a closet or two or three that need some help in your home. Let's go through this. Let's make a plan for our closets and let's tackle one of them this week even. Maybe while you're listening to this, you start. Maybe you tackle it sometime this week. Maybe you're able to tackle it all while listening to this episode. Let's tackle some closets. The first thing that I realized when it came to my closet issue is that my closets needed some purpose this will look different based on how many closets you have your closet may have several purposes because maybe it's like the only closet you have in your house or maybe it's a really big one but the first step is to name that purpose whatever it is if you have multiple closets in your home a great first step is to give them each a future purpose doesn't mean we have to declutter all of them right now but you're just kind of making a plan for your closets so that you know what you're working towards as you tackle each of them. So when I did this, I just sat down with a pen and a notebook and I brainstormed what each closet could be used for. And yes, some of them have multiple purposes, but each closet now has a current purpose or a future purpose that I know what it is and I am either like currently functionally working out of that purpose in that closet or I am working towards it. So that really is kind of like the pre-work, like step zero is to do this brainstorming and create a future purpose for your closets. And it might change as you go, as you declutter and decide, you know, one might be better for something that you plan for the other, but it's just a perfect place to start. So once you've got that part done, it is now time to declutter the closet of your choice and reorganize it so it is purposeful, useful, maybe even functional, and you can actually find what you need in the closet. Step one is, of course, going to be to declutter. So often we shove so much stuff in our closets, we cannot organize all that random stuff. We have to get rid of some of it or move it to a space in our home where it belongs. Whatever it looks like for you, just the bottom line is things need to come out of that closet and not come back in, right? Because now it has a specific purpose and we're only bringing those items that fit that specific purpose into back into the closet. So we are going to declutter, we are going to go through every inch of the closet, get rid of what isn't needed or what is no longer wanted, Grab a bag or a box for donate items and designate an area for the keep items that are going to either go back into your closet or rehome somewhere else within your home, and a bag for the garbage items. When it comes to decluttering something like a closet, a smaller space, I do recommend taking everything out of it. If our closet is cluttered, it's probably not super helpful or easy to just shift things around in there and only take out what is not going back in. We kinda need to take all of it out and reassess and then put back in only what goes back in there. So with all that said, it will get more messy before it gets better, right? Because you're taking the contents of this closet fully out. It's gonna be in your house, just floating around (laughs) in the space until you can put it back in in a more organized manner. Depending on what your closet looks like, you may be able to do this in sections so you don't have to take everything out all at once. Like for my pantry, it's all shelves. So I do one shelf at a time so I don't take the whole contents of the pantry out and then put only the things I wanna keep back in. I just do it shelf by shelf. So there are ways to do it that still involve taking everything out, but doing it kind of in shifts, if that makes sense. So whatever works for you, whatever works for your closet. But here is the thing, I don't know about you, but I tend to shove my unmade decisions, aka clutter, into the closet. So you may come across some things that you had a hard time deciding on in the past. Maybe it's something you decluttered from, from one room in your house, but you just didn't know if you wanted to get rid of it fully yet, so you shoved it in a closet. My closets, when they get cluttered, are usually full of things like that, like a box from a coffee machine I got, and I wasn't 100% sure if I was going to keep it yet, so I wanted to keep the box, like things like that. Unmade decisions. Um, Maybe it's a small bin of toys that you were rotating in, If you do toy rotation or it's like toys you weren't sure if your kids were gonna play with or ask for, but they're sitting in your closet because you weren't ready to get rid of them. It could be anything, but a lot of times, at least for me, when I shove things into the closet, it is things that I just haven't been able to make a decision on if I wanna get rid of this or not. So it might be harder. You might come across things that you have been putting off a decision on, whether you're decluttering it or not, and Now you're going to be faced with that decision again. So this time, if we want an organized closet as our end result, we've got to do the thing. We've got to do the hard thing. We've got to make the decision. So here are some questions that you can ask yourself while decluttering any area of your home. These questions might make the hard decisions a little easier because they'll help you think through it and they'll help you make a rational decision on your clutter. So as you are decluttering anything, specifically right now that might be a closet, you can ask, is this item useful to me? Have I used this item in the past one to two months? And if not, if not, is that because it is seasonal? Is it worth keeping if it's only used a certain time of year or in a just-in-case situation? Do I have plans to use this item for something in the near-ish future? Like maybe a new baby that's coming or that you are planning for in the near future or passing it down to another sibling, a younger child. Whatever plans you might have for it in the near-ish future. Do you have plans for it in the near-ish future? If not, it might be time for it to go. Do I have the space for this item? And that is pretty much the end-all be-all question, if it's an item you're not sure if you want to keep or not, and the answer is no, I don't have the space for it, then keeping it is going to stress out whatever space that you are trying to store it in, right? If it's a closet, then it's, and it doesn't really have a purpose in any of your closets, and you don't really know if you want to keep it or not, and you don't have space for it, then probably the best decision is to let go of it. Because spatial boundaries, I think, are the best way to tell us (laughs) these spatial boundaries will kind of make our decisions for us if we really do want a less cluttered home. We have to listen to our spatial boundaries. If you don't have space for the item, it has to go if it's something that you are unsure of, if it's something that you're not really using regularly or that you've used in the past, but it's kind of come to its end of holding space in your home. The next question is, why am I having a hard time letting go of the item? So this is just a good question to ask yourself to really think through it. Like, is it because you feel guilty because someone got it for you or someone got it for your kids and you just don't feel like you're allowed to get rid of it because you don't want them to ask you in the future and you don't want that awkward situation to happen? Well, if we do that, then we are keeping like every gift we ever have and every gift our kids ever get, which is a lot of things most of the time right if you have grandparents nearby or even if they're far away and they send you things or get you your kids a lot at christmas time or if you have birthday parties and things like that oftentimes you know we get gifts and we are bringing things in our house we have to let go of that idea of guilt and just know that if the awkward conversation comes up we can talk to that person about why we let go of that item And if that person is a healthy relationship in our lives, then it's going to be okay. Just think, if you got someone something and they used it for a while, but then decided to declutter it because they found they weren't using it as much anymore, would you be angry at them? Would you be mad to hear that? Would you be upset? Would it hurt your feelings? Probably not, especially if you have a healthy view of stuff And how stuff does not like define a relationship or hold the full meaning of your relationship with that person, then you're not gonna be upset about it. So, you know, if it is an unhealthy relationship or if that person like does have an attachment to stuff, then this is something to navigate. This is something for a different episode but I did want to approach that a little bit like sometimes we're holding on to things because we feel guilty Um, maybe you feel guilty about how much money you spent on it well the money's already been spent right maybe you can try to sell it if it is a big bigger ticket item or maybe you just let go of it and learn that learn from it and maybe you did get good use of it and the money was worth it that you spent on it and now you're gonna let it go So those are just a couple of reasons why we might have a hard time letting go of things, but there are obviously many reasons. And then the last question is, what could I do with the space once I let go of this item? So these questions, again, can be used for anything in our home, but let's use them on the closet that we are decluttering right now when we come across an item that we are not sure if we're going to keep or let go of. I want to take a quick break to thank today's sponsors who are making this episode possible. Do you want to save money on your grocery bill? I think we all do at this point as grocery prices are rising and every plate can make your grocery bill 25% cheaper by using America's best value meal kit for delicious dinners that don't break the bank. At first, I personally thought meal kits had to be expensive or at least a little more expensive than shopping for dinners at the grocery store, but it turns out that every plate is more affordable than groceries. You're not wasting money on extra amounts of ingredients that you're not going to actually use. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. So, you know that bag of spinach that you buy and throw out every week? Every plate is here to help you avoid that. With every plate, my favorite part is I get a delicious dinner on the table in around 30 minutes or less. My family always loves it. I made stuffed meatloaf the other week that was delicious from every plate, and it saves me money and time on groceries and meal planning, so it's really a win-win. It offers options for everybody, so you can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. You can get your first box for just 179 per meal by going to EveryPlate.com and entering code MINIMALISH179. That's getting your first box for just 179 per meal by going to EveryPlate.com and entering code MINIMALISH179. I also want to thank Just Thrive. Have you ever felt that tightness in your stomach when you're sitting in rush hour traffic or you can't sleep because of your never-ending to-do list? That's because your gut, not your brain, is responsible for your stress response. So to manage stress and feel calm and in control, you have to give your gut what it needs to thrive. I am a huge fan of Just Thrive Probiotics because it's recommended by some of the biggest names in the health industry. And it's also the first probiotic that I actually felt a difference from. It's a game changer for helping you sidestep gas, bloat and constipation. And it's been shown to flip the switch on stress so you can feel confident and in control. They also have a new formula called Just Calm, which I pair with their probiotic to kind of add that next level stress management. Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm make the perfect one-two punch to beat stress before it beats you. So you can listen to my bonus episode that was released on July 12th to hear more about these products, but also more about gut health in general, because I can fully stand behind Just Thrive. They're a great company, no fake marketing, no claims, just real scientifically proven results to help you be the best you. Right now you can get 15% off this dynamic duo of the Just Thrive Probiotics and Just Calm when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code MINIMALISH at checkout. That's justthrivehealth.com. Use code MINIMALISH at checkout. All right, let's get back to today's episode. All right, so we've decluttered our closet. Step two is to create an organizational system for this closet. And this might be something that you're thinking about even before you do declutter because you might want to come prepared. You might need to you know, buy a couple of things to be able to achieve the organizational system that you want for that closet. But once we are done decluttering the space, now we're going to put only the things that belong in this particular closet back in. Remember, we've given this closet a specific purpose, so we're only putting those things that fit that purpose back in. When I was decluttering a closet for the purpose of making it a craft closet, pretty much everything in this closet needed to come out of it and find a home somewhere else or be decluttered out of my house. There was a lot of walking back and forth to our old, very unorganized craft closet to find the items that do go back into this closet and do belong in this closet. But before I repopulated it with the items that belong there... I needed to think through some type of organizational system. So that's what we need to do next. It might be something that kind of figures itself out as you go and moves around and shifts as you put those things back in. But if we want an organized closet, we have to at least have some kind of concept of how we're going to organize it set before we start shoving things back in there. So... I can't tell you what that looks like because I don't know what your closet looks like and I'm not an organizational expert, but for my craft closet, I was pretty determined to use only things that I already had. I wanted to get it done in one day. I didn't want to go to the store and buy any other things. I didn't really have a budget for it, so I didn't want to buy baskets, but when I declutter... I'm often ending up with like empty bins that stuff was once in, so I keep those bins and baskets in a specific closet in my home so that I can rely on them for future projects like this one. So I had enough baskets or bins to use. I had recently decluttered my daughter's closet and came up with an empty Rubbermaid set of Rubbermaid drawers, so I used those. I used some bins from this toy organization that we used to have. I just kept the bins. I got rid of the shelf. And I used some odd items as well. Like I used our Easter egg hunt baskets, um, or I should say buckets. They're like little buckets for Play-Doh storage. And I figured those were easy for her to grab and bring out to the table where she plays with Play-Doh. They don't look the fanciest, but they're functional, they work, and I didn't have to spend any money. So maybe you're going to come up with this organizational concept by using things that you already have around your home. Or maybe you are going to buy some baskets for this project, buy some uniform bins or something like that. Or maybe you need to buy shelving and you want to add shelving to the closet. So this might be more than a one-day thing, right? Because we might have to think through that. We might have to order something or go to the store. For my pantry reorganization, I bought some uniform bins on um, at Target when they were having a sale on organizational items. So I'm not against like buying things to organize your things. Sometimes we have to do that, or sometimes we want to do that, to have something that looks uniform. Like i go in my pantry every day, I want it to kind of look somewhat nice so I'm not going crazy and I want to be able to find the things. So I did buy some items for that. And there was a really good sale on the organizational like bins and baskets at Target. So I got lucky with that. So all of that to say, do you already have some type of storage solution that you can use? Get creative if you don't want to spend too much money, or if, you know, maybe you need to think through it and order a couple of things that are going to last and make this closet a functional one. Play around with it, think through it, and before you just shove everything back in, you know, think through how am I going to best organize this closet to make it functional and be within budget, because we don't need to buy all new things to be able to do that. If it is going to take a day or two for you to get to, or like even a week for you to get the items you need to organize this closet, then, you know, you can put the things that are going to go back into that closet, you can put them back in there in a semi-organized manner, like instead of just shoving them all in so that they have a home before you get to the organizational part. So that's just an idea as well. If it is going to take some time for you to get the things you need to get to have this closet be organized in the way you'd like it to be the last step so step number three is to repopulate add those things back into the closet shift the organizational system as needed and set up your new organized closet with its new purpose with only the things that belong in there all right, so there is one more step, right? Because we've done this all and I forgot that you know now you're going to have things that you have in your donate bin, you have in a trash bag, and you also might have items that are not getting donated, are not getting trashed, but they're kind of just like sitting there waiting to be rehomed somewhere else in your home. This is the hardest part of decluttering for me because after decluttering, I feel tired and I do not want to deal with these extra items, but they are not actually decluttered if they are sitting around your home in trash bags or, you know, boxes ready to be donated. So let's tackle step four as soon as possible, like today, or as soon as you get this decluttering project done, just do it. And I'm talking to myself here too take the bin to your local do- donation center or put it up, put the items up on buy nothing. Like take the pictures, put them up on there on your buy nothing site. If you do buy nothing or put them on Facebook marketplace for free. If you want to donate them that way, um, call the donation service. Uh, there's one called pickupplease.org that will come and pick up your stuff. And, I don't know what areas that's in, but I do know there are some locations in Pittsburgh where I'm from, but there are locations all over the place. So um, that is one option as well. But either way, deal with the items. Trash the trash. Donate the donate items to wherever they're going to go. And then the hardest part is rehoming the things that you are keeping, but not belonging where they once were in that closet. So we need to deal with those items too. Mm -hmm. I know we need to deal with those items too. I know it might feel tiring at this point if you've gone through and decluttered and reorganized your whole closet. But if those things are just like sitting there in a hallway, it's going to feel maybe even more cluttered than it did whenever they were shoved into a closet. I am speaking from experience. I struggle with this part, but it is uh, a part that if we just tackle it right away, then it's done. We don't have to think about it. So we're finding new homes for the things that are staying in our home. We are not decluttering them, but we are not putting them back into this closet. Okay, so that was our last step officially. And maybe you're thinking like, okay, that all sounds easy when you just talk about it, but... It's going to take me forever, and I don't have the time. That's one of the biggest excuses when it comes to decluttering. I use it. I know it's one of the biggest ones. Is just that we don't have time to do it, right? We don't have the time because when we we could talk about it all we want, but when we look in our closet, it looks overwhelming, and we want to be spending our time doing things we want to be doing, and that might not be a thing that we want to be doing, but... Once that closet is decluttered, think of all the time you are getting back or all the peace you are getting back. Like you are going to actually know what's in there. You are going to be able to functionally use that closet. You are going to save money if it's a pantry that you are decluttering because you know what's in there and you're not going to just buy things at the grocery store that you already had in your home. So there is a good reason to spend time on this, but you do not have to spend like four hours of your Saturday doing this decluttering project. Maybe instead you break it up into 20 or 30 minute chunks and you maybe plan to do that for like four days in a row and see how how it goes. Or maybe you plan to do it Even just for two days in a row, see how far you get. Sometimes when you get like 20 minutes into decluttering, you're on a roll at that point. You can set your timer for 20 minutes, but after that 20 minutes, you're ready to take another 20 minutes, and that helps you get it done faster. So just know that it doesn't have to be tackled all at once, and that's okay. We don't have to spend our whole Saturday on this project. Or maybe you do want to spend get it all done at once and maybe you can set aside like a future day where you can spend three hours on this decluttering project and just get it all done at once the first action step though can be done no matter what time you have because you can do it right now in like 10 minutes and that is just to think through and brainstorm what new purpose purposes you want for your closet That was the first action step we talked about. If you do nothing else from this episode, just do that. Or maybe it's not your closet. Maybe it's a room in your house that like has been the holding space for all of your random clutter. Brainstorm what purpose that room could have. What purpose could these closets have in a functional and organized world (laughs) where your closets are actually functional and organized? What purpose could these closets have? Do that brainstorm. Take 10, 20 minutes thinking through it and if that's all you do today, then you're one step closer to having those organized closets because you've made a plan, right? And then the next step, make a plan to actually spend either 20 minutes or a full half a day, whatever, if you need to break it up or if you need to do it all at once. I know it feels like we don't have time. I know it feels overwhelming but if we just start, we might see that it takes less time than we think. Or we might just see that it was worth the time that it took. I hope this episode was helpful to you. I hope you enjoyed it. If you decluttered along with me, I hope that you enjoyed doing that. Um, I would love to see your results of your decluttered closets or whatever else you decluttered while you listened. So feel free to find me on Instagram at Desiree.endries and send a picture to me. I would love to see. If you think this episode will be helpful to a friend, would you share it with them? You could text it to a friend or you could share it on Instagram or any social media that you like to share things on. I'm super appreciative for you doing that and taking the time to do that and inviting others in to the minimalish community. And I'm just so grateful that you're here and that you listened in. So thank you so much for that. And I will talk to you again right back here on the next episode.